0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. Hi there. I'm
1: Leslie Pearson.
0: And welcome. Today, we are going to talk about how you should choose a realtor, why you should choose a realtor, how important it is to choose a realtor.
2: Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron Team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron Team is your expert source for all things real estate in the Greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered.
0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining. Hope you're having a great week. Uh, Leslie and I are here to talk to you today about why you should choose a realtor and how you choose a realtor. Hi everybody, thanks for joining us. That's an important topic, right? Well, I think it's critical. It's critical. People don't, I think they underestimate the importance of choosing a realtor.
1: Yeah. So let's let's chop it down into the two sides of the transaction. How and when and why to choose a realtor when you're thinking of buying yep. and selling. Perfect. Which one do you want to handle first? I think we should handle uh, buying
0: first. All right. And here's the first thing I want to say. Do not choose a realtor based on the fact necessarily that they're your family member your long-lost aunt, your long-lost brother-in-law, you have to really think about what's going to work best for you. So my number one tip is don't necessarily just go with family or friends.
1: Yeah, it's a... Once you've made the decision, uh, it's a financial transaction. That's right. So you need to, as much as possible, put the emotion out of it and... Find somebody that you think is going to help you uh, be the most successful, have the most effective search, and then the um, most successful outcome. That's right. And that's not always. For a variety of reasons, that's not always your family or no. friends.
0: However, having said that, if any of my fran- family <laughs> and friends are
1: listening right now, if you don't
0: use me, that's it. It's over. Disowned. Isn't it heartbreaking when that happens? I'm, I'm Thankfully, it's not happened legitimately. Like, I've had a couple people buy or sell with other people because it's their sister or their mother. Yes. Or, I, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I have not yet had a friend or family member say to me...
1: We, you know, we're going to use Sally because she's better. So I haven't had we're going to use Sally because she's better. I've had we're going to use Sally because we know four or five friends or family members who are real estate agent, agents. And we have nev- we don't know anything about Sally, but we don't want to offend any of you. So we're going to go with an unknown. That's a lame. That's it's lame in, too. It's crazy.
0: Because really what we're getting at here is that you need to choose people based on whatever your specific criteria might be to get the best outcome. So let's talk about buying, right? We've got, you know, you're buying a home, whether it's your first home or not, you have to think about the person who's going to do the best job for you. So things, for example, in my opinion, would be not necessarily how long the person's been in business. I don't think that's important. I agree. But do they have some experience to bring you through the process.
1: Yeah, experience and knowledge. Um, For me, on both sides of the transaction, it comes down to trust. It comes down to trust, absolutely. Who do you trust to serve your interests in the best way possible? And for different people, coming up with that degree of trust um, is different. Uh Is it... You know, when you're buying, is it neighborhood knowledge? Is it um, history? Is in a in a with a particular type of purchase? Um, I, you know, for my personal business, in all regards of my life, my uh, mortgage people, my lawyers, um, I look to people who, even if they don't have the specific. Uh, st- specifically strongest background in what I'm interested in, I trust that they will mm-hmm. look out for me, number one, and find out what they need to know and get the job done. Yeah, um, And you know what? I think that's rapport and connection. Rapport and connection. Yeah. is this, this is a major deal in your life. Is this someone you can see yourself yeah. working with?
0: Because when it comes to buying, you have to understand you may be spending a lot of time with this person. Mm-hmm. It's like you're married for a certain period of time. You mm-hmm. see all kinds of, of spend all kinds of hours with them mm-hmm. looking at properties, potentially negotiating deals. You need to make sure that the person you're with, you feel comfortable with. And it that's trust. Right. It's just I think a good sense or a good feeling about the person, you enjoy spending time with them. Yeah. This is buying a property should be fun. Yeah. This is this is good. This is not, you know, this should be something that you feel um I want to spend time with this person. I enjoy it. Yes. I think it's important.
1: Yeah. Now, we skipped right into the um, kind of the how, but why? should If you're buying, Yeah. many people think they can do that without right. working with a real estate engine. What do you think is the reason well, why? Well,
0: the number one thing really is that you need someone to represent your interests. Right. And so I think we've touched on this in another episode, but I often, if I have a, a listing, I will have people um, call me directly to say they want to see it. They don't have a realtor, and they're hoping that maybe they're going to get a better deal if they use the listing agent or whatever the reason. I have no idea why
1: they want to do it. Or they well, just that would be the number. That would be the number one reason. I
0: think so. I think it's also people just haven't gotten around to it yet. They don't understand. Um, and, you know, and my advice to them every single time is you need to pick a realtor Mm -hmm. and have someone representing your interests because I'm not going to represent your interests if I'm representing the seller's interests, Mm -hmm. and that's the truth. Mm -hmm. So I think for everybody, you have to know that you want someone working for you. If you're serious about buying, you don't have to pay the realtor, so why would you not have someone representing
1: your interests? Right. So to um, connect with a real estate agent that you work with exclusively to help you find and buy a place Yep. that's the only way you're going to have somebody looking out for yeah. solely for you. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: So, you know, so yeah, that's taking a bit of a step back from where yeah. we started,
1: but so that's why you should. That's why you should. So now, you know, talking about who how you choose somebody. Yeah, what's in, we've talked about what's important, trust and rapport. Yeah. How do you find that person? It's tough, right? You've got a lot of of different ways. I mean,
0: I'm sure a lot of you see lots of ads and marketing from different realtors. So how do you know who's the right one for you? Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of that will come down to word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Kn- knowing your, uh, what other people that you know, maybe where they've had good relationships with those people. Um,
1: I think that's a good starting point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, no two people, no two situations are the same. No. So I always... I'm grateful when I get new clients from word of mouth because I will work like a dog for everybody. But uh, I would say take your word of mouth references um, with a grain of salt. And by that I only mean do your due diligence, even though they've been referred to you. Yeah, You still have to ensure that that person would work for you well.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to make sure it's a connection, right? Mm -hmm. The connection works. Yeah. I
1: think it's all about uh, trust and rapport. It is. Mm -hmm.
0: So, you know, some people decide that they want to interview several realtors before they they decide to buy. Mm -hmm. Uh, What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, after they interview me, they don't have to talk to anybody else. (laughs) That's my thought on that. (laughs) <laughs> really? Of course not. Um, but, but, you know, I, I probably would do that in every other facet of my life, so I don't resent people for thinking that that's the thing to do. Mm-hmm. I kind of have respect for that, um, I guess, is my answer. What about yeah. you?
0: Well, I've had— I don't, I don't
1: love it, but uh, I, don't lo- I understand it. You know,
0: it. I guess it just depends on the person, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not how I would go about things. So I've I chosen two realtors in my life mm-hmm. before I was a real estate agent myself, and uh, both of them I met at open houses. Uh huh. And the first guy, um, I remember I hadn't met that many people, and we just started the process, and um, and I and I liked him. Yeah. The second person, I had I remember we had gone to so many open houses and and. When we decided to choose somebody, there was different locations. So the fir- and the first guy had retired. Else, I would have stuck with him because I'm I'm big on loyalty. Mm-hmm. Um, but that second time, I remember seeing you know seeing different open houses, meeting different people, and uh, same kind of thing. And by that point, I met this one person, and I felt like she was she was the best fit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it
1: again, it's it was the trust and rapport. So, in other facets of my life, I see the wisdom of interviewing a couple people. In my own personal experience with real estate, with, blah, 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 real yeah. estate, I never did that. Yeah. You're right. So, yeah. it's not my own personal experience. And uh, I've used, uh, I've bought three homes and have used for those three transactions two real estate agents. It was before either of us had our license. And um, they were both referrals. Mm-hmm. And I just went with, I never even thought of talking no. to anybody else. A friend of mine or a relative referred me to this person. And it was just kind of, a, it, it wouldn't have occurred to me. Yeah. Um, but I had all good experiences as well. So. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think the referral piece, I think, is important to mm-hmm. some degree. I mean, if if you're trying to buy property in the city of Toronto or outside of Toronto these days where you're in multiple offers all the time. Mm-hmm. That should not be happening. You should not be losing all the time. Mm-hmm. So you need to really make sure if that's the situation you're going into, you need to find someone who understands the market. Yeah. And I don't mean the specific neighborhood because I think, honest to God, I think that's irrelevant.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, like yeah. any fool can do the research. Yeah, right. But I think referral – Is part of the trust component. It is. You're going to have a higher level of trust with somebody that was referred to you after a good experience. Yeah, yeah. But I
0: said because back to that, you know, multiple offer situation is. I think you need to if you if you're buying a property that you're pretty sure is going to sell in multiple offers, you need to make sure you have somebody who has experience working in multiple offers. Right. Otherwise, you're going to lose, 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 and nobody wants to do that. Yeah.
1: So I I am, like you, a strong uh, advocate for uh, referrals, but I do stick with what I said earlier about uh, that doesn't mean you shouldn't do your own due diligence because somebody who works and gets along well with, you know, your cousin Joe Mm -hmm. might not work and get along well with you. But if
0: you don't go with a referral, Mm -hmm. how could you possibly choose? Exactly.
1: That's right? true. How do you find someone?
0: 55,000 of us here yeah. in the city. So then it comes down to a lot of, um, you know, what are you seeing maybe online? Right. Right? So you're, you're seeing, uh, you know, are you watching videos? Are you watching marketing, different advertising? Are any of those people connecting? Do you feel like you you understand what they're saying, like you can kind of resonate with them.
1: And how do you distinguish between the 55,000 of us who are on, well, 55,000 aren't online, but how do you distinguish when, uh, you you know, everybody's yeah. just a name? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. But you have to start the process.
0: Yeah, you do. And I think I think that's why I You, you have know, to connect. Starting with a referral mm-hmm. from someone I think is probably the best way to go mm-hmm. or starting um, – you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like I said, someone who's been in the industry so long and and has this amount of experience and won this many awards. and No. I, I mean, some of that might be important to you, but I think for a lot of people, you know, that's not where you – it's got to really come down to, like, the right fit. Right. I, I know I keep saying the same thing.
1: And if you don't um, have that referral, then kind of a, a a different way of getting to the same result is – you know, doing some research. And what agents out there do you see doing things that you respect? That's right. Um, do you see agents out there supporting causes that you believe in? Well, does that give them a leg up in your mind? Well, it could very well. Mm-hmm. That might, That's kind of a indicator of how they might serve you if your interests gel. Right. So um, if you don't have referrals, is there somebody in your bridge club right. who is a real estate agent? Right. And so maybe you've seen how they play yeah. maybe that makes a difference so using uh referrals for sure your network um you know if they're not referrals if they're actual people and and checking out the broader picture of people that you only get um kind of a cursory understanding of online yeah
0: i totally agree yeah. you know and once you start working with an agent to buy property you have to make sure that you know you're on the same page your realtor really understands what it is that you're looking for, that you're communicating with each other well, Mm -hmm. and that the process is open and transparent
1: the whole way along. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't mean to sound selfish here, but there's a flip side to this as well, is that not everybody out there is good for me. Absolutely. And uh, it has to be two-way communication and good rapport. Yeah. um, Because... Um, And this, I don't mean to sound disparaging in any way, but, you know, not all clients are good clients.
0: No, they're not good clients. We we don't want
1: you. So we're we're also... (laughs) I'm just going to say it. (laughs) If you're you're difficult, you're not my person. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've kind of always viewed myself more as a quality realtor than a volume realtor. Mm -hmm. And I really, my relationships with the people I work with are very important to me. And um, for that reason, I have many clients for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I, don't you find, I get clients who've had, uh, won't go back to the person they used to buy the first time. Mm-hmm.
0: Sure, it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah. I think, you know, in buying, as a buying realtor, you know, we do both buying and selling. But when you're helping people buy, it's just generally an easier process. It, people are j- almost always happy when they buy. It's good news, it's exciting, it's happy. You know, it's it's easier for us to some degree, I think. But yeah, it's more
1: work. I guess so. It's always, it's, it's a move forward in a life stage, yeah. I Very, guess. Very, I don't think ever in my life yeah, that's true. have I experienced
0: an unhappy buyer. They are always thrilled to be buying something. Yeah, I agree. And so, I,
1: I mean, to me, working with buyers is the best. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Although I will say there's a real thing called buyer's remorse. Absolutely. So buyers out there if you have a twinge of in your tummy of regret at that first buyer's visit, it's totally normal. That's, it doesn't mean that Happens thing. 100%. It I think we're we're made for that yeah. Uh, certainty to happen, especially, but it doesn't mean anything. Especially when it comes to the buyer visit, because you yeah, saw that's it, what
0: I mean. and you made a decision in two minutes with it staged and beautiful, and then you go back for the buyer visit, you're like, oh, I didn't know you had five dogs
1: and three kids. Right. <laughs> so so that's, really that's a natural <laughs> happening, but uh, you're yeah. right, I don't know a buyer who has not been happy.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, mm-hmm. it's, it's mm-hmm. easy. It's easy mm-hmm. for them. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, from our perspective... There is some uh, ease, for the most part, of working with with buyers. There is one thing, though, I do want to say that I think is really important for buyers, and that is be decent and treat us with respect. And I want to bring this up because I, I think a lot of people know this, but they don't really know this. We do not get paid until you buy something. So if you are asking us to show you around and we have taken hours or days or weeks or months of our time showing you property and you decide for whatever reason you don't want to use us as a realtor anymore it's not a nice thing to do and no. if you have been unhappy with the person's services then i think they you you have an obligation to have that conversation but if you decide that you want to use that person to show you places and then think you're going to secure a deal on your own, or then you go to uncle Joe and, and, you know, give him the deal after you've let this person take you around for months on end. It's just a shitty thing to do. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's
0: it. I'm just saying it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been fortunate enough in my career that it hasn't happened to me too many times, but it has twice. And, um, and that is why, we are asked as realtors to have you as a buyer sign an agreement that uh, binds us contractually so that if you change your mind throughout the process and decide Uncle Joe is the one who's going to get that business from you after you've asked us to do all the work, you would be contractually obligated. And whether your realtor or not asks you to sign that is up to them. But that's why that's done. Because I think it's, it, you know, it can't be stated enough that is it is a lot of work for us to research and book appointments and drive you around and go to places over and over, it it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and so uh, on some level, we deserve some sort of um, loyalty mm-hmm. to the process and I would say so please if you're if you know if you're thinking of choosing a realtor, please do them. Just do the right thing. Be a good
1: person to yeah. them. So, what what stage in the process do you use that form to contractually obligate buyers to
0: you? Know? It's been a bit of a judgment call
1: for yeah, me. I, agree. I think
0: um, you know. I, I mean, I tell my people right off the bat this this is how this relationship works. I'm going to work my tail off for you, but in return, I expect that you are not going to screw me over. Mm-hmm. And. I don't say it quite those words, but, you know, this is how this relationship works. I Mm -hmm. work really hard for you. You give me, you know, your loyalty. And that's that's how I choose to work without a form for the most part.
1: Yeah, and often I say at the outset, um, particularly if it's a new client and we don't know each other, um, you know, I will say we don't know each other. I don't know if... um, I'm the best person to work with you or you don't know anything about me if you want to continue contractually with me. So let's start the process, get to know each other a bit. But, you know, once we decide we do want to work together, there is this contractual Mm -hmm. obligation. And I'm going to bring it up again before we get too much further down the road, because I, like you, haven't been burned badly by that disloyalty. But I have recently, and I can't stop thinking about it and wondering where I went wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and you did. I don't want right? that to happen. Yeah. Uh, and it shouldn't happen. No. But on the other hand, I can. I I would not sign a contract with somebody uh, the first time I met them um, without knowing. Uh, going through a bit of a process and hearing a little bit from them. But Me either. Sooner however, it I,
0: I want to say, though, if you, and I'm not that person that mm-hmm. would ask you to sign it on the first time, but if you are working with someone and they do ask you to sign it, mm-hmm. I think you should give that some serious thought and I be agree. okay with it. Yes, I Because agree. you know what? This is a person's time. Yeah. You know, they're they have already gone to a lot of work to help you. And so you have to have some respect for that. And if you don't have respect for that, then don't string somebody along. Yeah. I mean, we're people. <laughs> you know, we are just like any other any other service. Yeah. And know? can you think of another business where that happens? Where you don't get paid after yeah. all that work? Mm-hmm. Where you work for free? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. Um, and, it, and, it, and it's one of the things, I think, that we find, you know, extremely difficult uh, working with buyers. Mm-hmm. As much as I love working with buyers, and I, to some degree, prefer it because I love helping people. Um, there is that side of it. There's certainly been a lot of people over my career who haven't screwed me over, but for whatever reason, they've lost a job. They've decided not to buy at all. And it's, it's, you know, hours and hours of my life right, of which I've made no money for. And I'm sorry, I want to help everybody, but I need to make money. I've, I've got, I've got bills to pay like everybody yeah. else. Right. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, no matter what people tell you, we do this Like every other job, this this is so I can make a living.
1: Yeah, and I should, referring back to the story I mentioned earlier where um, I have an acquaintance who chose to use a complete stranger as a real estate agent instead of one of the four or five that they knew. Um, You know, when I had a conversation with her about why she did that, Um, it became clear that she actually did not understand that that's how I put the mashed potatoes on the table for my kids. Right. Um, And that um, she didn't realize that there, if that's the situation, and there are so many of us, that it's very likely that many of our listeners um, know more than one person who could um, serve them. You know, we can work around that. We can solve that problem um, and work together. There's there's ways we can work together if, if you have that conflict. There does not need to be that conflict. No. Um, but it was uh, enlightening to me that uh, she just never thought about it as, you know... She, she did put the two and two together. She's giving a, a serious amount of business to a complete stranger not to a friends or uh, family and how offensive that might be. Yeah, and I think there are some people
0: sort of on that line, but mm-hmm. I've certainly have known other people who've, who have said, well, I never wanted to use my sister because I was afraid that, you know, it would ruin the relationship. Or, mm-hmm. um, And again, I think if you're working together as a team, which no matter whether you're buying or selling, that's what it should be. And that's one of the things I say to my people right off the bat is like we're work together on this. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, we'll talk about selling in a minute, but if you're already worrying about how you're going to get out of a contract, Mm
1: -hmm. what happens if, we're not the right fit. Right. Even if that's family, I do have family who have recently bought with somebody else out of a concern for our relationship. And if, you know, if that's the way, I'll we'll have a brief conversation about it, but I'm not going to push somebody who feels that way. About it to uh, to using me, I, it's not worth it to me.
0: No, it's not. Yeah. No, I, I no, will because mention. It starts out on the yeah. on the
1: wrong foot. Exactly, and I think that's yeah. really important. But uh, you know, as an agent, we have uh, we have to have tough skins and oh, get over I, that. I don't think people mm. have any idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: you get some pretty. I mean, I, let's face it, fifty five thousand of us. You know, probably fifty thousand are not very good at this job. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're not good people. They love doing
1: it part time. They
0: do it part time. They don't treat people well. They scam the system, right? And it's maybe the the five percent or the five thousand of us that are the ones who, you know, yeah, who do a good job. And let me be very clear. There are amazing realtors out there. So many good realtors. If I was not a realtor and Leslie wasn't, and I had to choose one, I don't even know who I choose. There's so many good ones. Mm -hmm. You know, there are good people who do good work and they have your best interest at heart. And that's all you really need to be looking for. I agree. That's it.
1: Right. But do it.
0: But do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Don't try to navigate the system on your own for, uh,
1: for buying. It makes no sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and so by asking you to sign this buyer representation agreement, this agent is not trying to pull something over on you. They're just trying to formalize a business relationship. You would do that with any other service. That's right. And
0: I'm just so going to be
1: frank about it. They're not
0: in it for free. That's it. They're doing this to protect themselves, and they should because there isn't a lot of opportunity for us to protect ourselves. And so that's something that's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about the selling side, because I feel like that's a little bit different, right? Now you're selling and you need to choose a realtor. You might be
1: looking for different things. Yes, for sure. You'd be looking for different things. Yeah. What are you looking for then, Janelle?
0: Well, first thing I think you're going to look for is who knows your neighborhood. This is a little more important now. Now, I am not saying that someone who's outside of your neighborhood cannot sell in your neighborhood because it happens all the time. But if you live in Toronto and Uncle Joe lives in Oshawa, it might be hard for him to come and sell your house in Toronto. He may not have the same experience in, I live in the beach, he may not have the same experience in the beach that maybe, you know, other people from the Toronto area would.
1: Yeah, and, and even more than experience, he won't have the network, the connections, mm-hmm. the um, reputation. Right. Uh, which goes a long way in this business. It does. To getting yeah. buyers into your property. That's right. See.
0: And there are some neighborhoods in the city that are very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exclusive. My neighbors, is one of them. They do not like, in my neighborhood, people from outside the neighborhood Selling in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. it just
1: rubs people the wrong way, right? So, so it's you, stupid, yeah. And so that has to have an impact on your sales success. It does, mm-hmm. it does, yeah. And so
0: not all neighborhoods are like that, but certainly there are a couple in Toronto that become very clicky like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So that's something to think about. So you know, you want to see does the person know the neighborhood. Whatever that means to you. I'm not saying they have to have sold 1,300 homes there, but certainly they understand the neighborhood. They have some knowledge of what's going on there. They understand what the homes are. They understand what the homes um, quirks are. You know, if you're in a neighborhood that might be particularly... Uh, termite heavy or neighborhoods that are filled with homes that are more than 100 years old. These are things that are important for the realtor to understand, right? Homes in this vicinity have these characteristics because as you go to sell those properties, you want to make sure that people
1: know that you know the product you're selling. Right. But at the same time, there have been occasions where I have had a listing where I've sold something for the first time in that neighborhood. And so I think it's not strictly experience in that neighborhood for success, but Agreed. it's, you have to be able to have confidence in your real estate agent's ability to get that knowledge. That's right. experience. So yeah. if your selection is much as it is on the buying side, rapport and trust, then I I have experience selling something in, for my first time in a different neighborhood, and I can get that experience uh, and knowledge. Yeah, I
0: agree. And I think it, there's there's a mix. Yeah. So I'm saying that's maybe yeah. the first thing you want to look at yeah. is, you know, do they have experience? And it doesn't, like, again, it doesn't have to be in that particular neighborhood, but yeah. if you're not used to selling
1: Toronto Do they Toronto have like homes, experience? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it would be
0: hard for you to come right. in and sell a 100-year-old home yeah. that might be, you know, that might be uh, be full of knob and tube and have vermiculite in the right. attic. Right.
1: And a good agent will not assume responsibility for a sale that they are ill-equipped to deal with. I would not take on something in the coarthas with uh, you know, septic and well. Right. Yeah. I would not do that. Yeah. But um I can um certainly have educate myself and um, be fully informed and aware of um, uh, housing conditions in neighborhoods that are similar to where my Mm. experience is. But it's something to consider, right?
0: Like you're you're thinking of selling your home. You don't have any experience with choosing a realtor. Yeah. You know, maybe in your neighborhood you see a lot of signs from the same kind of people. Mm -hmm. You know, that might be the first place you start. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't, right? Now, there are... Drawbacks as well to choosing some of these larger teams that sometimes you see. There's pros and cons, right? You know, for uh, for on the positive side, you've got people who have maybe a lot of experience in that neighborhood and they're very familiar and they sell a lot of homes, so right. they can get the job done. Mm-hmm. You know, the con might be that it's a large team and you get pushed off to maybe yeah, a yeah, junior yeah. agent. You just don't know. I, and I'm, here. I am not yeah.
1: bashing one or the other. Um, by any stretch, there, there's uh, your first meeting might be with one of the leaders, and then sure. you never see he or she. But again. that
0: works for some people, yeah. And I'm and I'm totally fine with that. There's you know some of us want individual agents. Some and and to be fair, I'm just going to throw this out there too. You may want to go with a really young junior new agent, because they might work harder for you. Mm -hmm. That might be your perception. So I think whatever it is that works for you, don't just fall into the same, I'm going to do it because everyone else is doing it. Trap, really give thought to what's going to work for you as a seller. Selling, buying is really important. Selling is really important. I mean, you've got to make sure that uh, the person understands how to price it, understands um, all of those things that are going to give you the best
1: money that you can get for the home, right? Mm-hmm. What to do in order to set it up first, all those kind of things. Right. Yeah, The um, I often think in terms of four things when I talk with sellers. I think about uh, timing, home preparedness, marketing, and pricing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked about with buying, the importance of rapport and relationship and reputation. Um, and you have to kind of... Those factors are all going to be different for every different seller, and you have to kind of think of the combined, the pool of factors in your decision, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and come up with the right place. But um, and you're working together so closely as yeah. well.
0: You know, it's got to be back to that rapport yeah. and connection because it's much more personal. It's much more personal, mm-hmm. and you and you need to whatever you do, put your trust in that person. Find someone that you feel. Like you can trust and feel good about because if they're the experts, you have to rely on them. Mm-hmm. As a seller, it's really, really important that you relinquish control. Yeah. Yeah. You I have agree. to pick
1: someone who you feel is going to get the job done and you know that they know what they're doing. And you know what I, I come down to is some don'ts. Don't pick your agent based on what they say your home is worth. Mm-hmm. Absolutely! Oh, how it's, many
0: agents yeah. out there will over-inflate so, the price to yeah. get the business? Yeah.
1: It's, that's People a crazy don't fall for it. factor. Don't do that. Don't fall for it, man. No, don't fall for no. it. No, no. Choose your agent based on the factors we've talked about and together come out with the best pricing strategy. The other one is, I'm just going to say this, don't choose your agent based on commission. Oh, good Lord. Yeah. yeah. If you're trying to get a deal...
0: I, I just went through this with a with people who asked me to evaluate their home and and they was they asked several realtors to give them a, a value. And what they very hung up on commission in our conversation and and they chose the agent who offered them the less the least. So I have what am never I, say? The least amount of commission. I have never what? understood that. The house went on the market, didn't sell. It's of off the it market. Didn't. Of course it didn't. So and listen, I don't I'm not suggesting by any stretch that you have to pay the most.
1: Just like uh, choosing someone based on the um, value of the house, you're going to see a price reduction. Yeah. But good Lord, Mm -hmm.
0: this is your most important investment.
1: Yeah. Why are you trying to get a bargain? Yeah. I don't understand.
0: Yeah. Either you're shopping at, you know, Walmart for your whatever, or you're shopping somewhere else. And if you're okay with having like a a discount sort of a price – for something, then just remember,
1: you get what you pay for. Right. And uh, as another way to think about it is you don't pay any commission until you sell your house. So if you choose someone just based on the le- lesser of a commission, right. uh, you know, if you don't sell your house, there's no commission. Right. So choose the best person to sell your house. Right. Um, yeah, I, I don't, never understand that. Yeah, uh, uh, it's like me, I just can't, I'm going to try to find
0: the cheapest uh, physiotherapist out there. Because I need a physiotherapist, I'm
1: going. I'm going to go with this person because they're the cheapest.
0: It
1: yeah. makes no sense. <laughs> well, we've both decided not to be discount agents, dis, uh, offer discount services. We believe, you know, wholeheartedly in the value in the um, success that offering full service um, makes to our clients. So we're both we're on the same page there. I often, when I'm um, meeting with sellers that you know are in the early stages, I'll say. You know, let's decide that we want to work together based on these issues that we've discussed, knowledge of the market, of the neighborhood, um, the services I'm going to offer, my negotiating ability. Let's decide we want to work together. We'll figure out together, amongst some different strategies, the asking price. If you believe in me for all those other reasons, then I'm going to get you the best price out there. And if you believe me for all those reasons... Um, the commission is going to be worth what it's worth that's because right. you, because you believe in you know what you're gonna how you're gonna sell your house yeah. so there's going to be commission yeah mm. that's that's, that's what it talk, is let's talk we'll fig- <laughs> if we want to work together we'll figure that stuff yeah. out I I don't know it's beyond
0: me I mean I look at this as is you know I'm an expert in certain things I am not an expert in many others <laughs> so the things that I don't know about I'm not gonna try to do myself. Mm -hmm. That's just life. Mm -hmm. And having said that, you know, the best the best are the people that try to sell it themselves.
1: Yes. So we didn't start there again with why you should use an agent. Yeah.
0: Why yeah, you know, why put the trust in HGTV really is what that has come down to. You've watched a lot of HGTV and now you think that you can do it yourself. Yeah, that's what's done it. Yeah, that's not how it works. And so, um, good for you if it's been successful. Uh, but I guarantee you, an agent is going to do a better job for you than you can do yourself and get you more money. And you won't have known that. No. no. So that you could save so it's hard whatever. To, it hard is. to prove
1: that, but yeah. I think there are, you know, there are ways of demonstrating that, and that's that's exactly the truth.
0: Yes, it's a very high percentage. The last I looked, it was about ninety-five percent of. People who try to sell it themselves don't sell. Yeah, I, I believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and again, I don't try to do my own dental work. <laughs> so I'm not really sure <laughs> why I would try to sell my own home. I yeah. mean, I'm just, I'm not, a, you know, I'm yeah. not a dentist. Yeah. Um, now, again, if if your whole motivation is money and you need to save
1: money and, and... I think it's the HGTVization. I think so, too. And it's also a record number of years of houses, essentially people. I hear uh, a house will sell itself. Yeah, it will, but it'll probably sell better. Right. <laughs> well, 95% will. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I'm, absolutely.
0: Yeah, if you've got someone. And and again, there are a whole range of, of commission options and services out there for people. Um You know, if, you, if you're money conscious, I would certainly recommend... Trying to find a discount brokerage before you try to sell it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's different tiers of service. Yes, um, trying to sell it yourself is is never a good idea, people. Never a good idea. Um, a discount brokerage, sure. If that if you don't mind, if you don't need a lot of services, and you just want to put it up there, that that works for some people. Some people, that's that's a model for them. For other people, they want the full package. Um, you know, someone who does staging and home inspections and all of that kind of stuff, and and then
1: you, there's a, a level for that too. Yeah, you have to yeah. know what you're dealing in. Yeah, and no two. Si- you're right. No two situations are the same. No two houses are the same. And we have solutions no matter what the situation is, mm-hmm. and they involve different tiers of service. That's right. And uh, a different approach. So, um, and there are there are you know. Us aside, there's lots of options out there, right? So
0: making sure that you're informed and you understand what it is that you need and what the benefits, pros and cons are of using full service. Because at a
1: core, you know, um, not all agents are the same. They don't all provide the same services. So your commission... You will be getting different things for that different commission. That's right. So you have to decide how the value, the importance of those things you're going to get.
0: Yes, because you can't pay one um, percent, you know, one percent realty or whatever these are, and expect to get. You won't get a high your phone. Photographer. Answers. That's right. Phone call <laughs> exactly. Right. right. Yeah, and I think that's a f- really fair for people. They don't understand the difference between full yeah, they service. They just listen to the number. Exactly. Look beyond the number. Yeah, look beyond the number. That's that's really what it is. You have to look at look at all the different components of selling, choosing a realtor, you know, what the commission structure of that person looks like and obviously what they're doing. If they're going to charge you 5% but do nothing, that doesn't work either. Right. You know. <laughs> right. So understand your different levels of right. services. Right. Don't just look at the number. Don't just look at the number. So any other things you think somebody should keep in mind when they're choosing a realtor
1: to sell the home? Uh, I would, uh, I would be uh, firm and uh, keep in mind the moment I've decided to sell my house, it's not my home anymore. Yeah, and I would be open to any suggestions and not take anything personally. But I would uh, grow some balls and be firm with my agent and set uh, standards and expectations and, and hold my agent to them. Mm-hmm. I love it when my sellers do that. Yeah. Um, I would uh, expect great communication, great analysis, um, and leading to great results. And uh, if I weren't getting that as a seller, I would do something about it. Mm-hmm. This is your life. Now do you know.
0: find that most people if they're choosing you as a realtor have asked you to inter- for an interview to you know that the, that the sellers interviewing several people or do you find that they usually just
1: choose you Uh sometimes uh if it's a referral they'll probably just use me if it's someone in my network or Uh, someone I have a relationship, they'll just choose me. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it's somebody who's found me from another uh, way, then I think that uh, I'll be called in with uh, some other agents for the business. Mm -hmm. Um, I approach every client the same way, whether I'm being interviewed or not. So just because I have a relationship with someone who's been um, referred to me or just because I sold someone uh, their first house, I'm not going to take anybody Mm -hmm. for granted, and I I go into every situation as if I'm being interviewed for it, Mm -hmm. but I do find when there's a personal connection, I'm most often not.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. same. I would say the same.
1: But I remember I got, um, I have a little free library on my front yard, and I was out there putting books in it, and a woman stopped to look at the books, and we got talking, and She said she was listing her house for sale, and they decided on their agent. They were going to use the only agent they'd ever used. And I said, I think that's great. Can I come over at 4 o'clock on Saturday and just see your house? And and I put together a big plan, almost a a presentation. Well, their agent that they had used for four previous houses kind of took their business for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was because I did that that Mm -hmm. they used me, and they ended up using me. Um, I don't know why I told that story, but... Um, I feel a whole <laughs> bunch of feels about that. I feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, for the first
0: person. I know. And I
1: feel happy saying, for you. I'm just saying, yeah, so uh, no matter how close your relationship is with the seller, it's a business, mm-hmm. and it can work as a business if you treat it like a business, and so in answer to your question about being interviewed, I treat um, everybody as if I'm um, uh, interviewing for their business. hmm yeah, and I think it's important also, uh, you and know. And that guy didn't. Right. He was resting on his laurels from 10 years Well, and 10 some years of them disappear.
0: Ago. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, that's just, uh, and you may not care about that, but you yeah. might.
1: On the other hand, yeah, I can see it both ways. It's like if I had clients, long-term clients, and mm-hmm. who did that listed right. with someone else, I have had that happen. Mm-hmm. I'd be pissed about that. But Me too. It would. I would never say it was the seller's fault no. it was my fault and my clients
0: unfortunately for them never hear yeah never
1: never get away from me yeah so if that <laughs> happens it's always the agent's fault yeah i agree you didn't stay in touch you didn't keep them informed something right has opened the door for someone yeah because you need to be keeping yeah. people
0: in you know your yeah. agent should be keeping you informed yeah. right yeah. regular uh, updates on what's happening in the
1: market etc yeah. yeah. so make sure you're getting that from your agent excellent anything else we think we're missing there no, I think that's a good conversation. Good. Well, you it's know. It's given me some things to think
0: about. I know, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're always here, everybody, if you have questions. Um, we'd love to chat. You know how to reach out to us. Take a look at our website, JanelleCameron.com. We're all over social. Um, of course, you can reach us here as well. So thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. And happy real estate. Happy real estate, everybody.
2: We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the Greater Toronto Area, the Janelle Cameron team from Remax Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com, that's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com, or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.